and welcome to Wildfire Tribe Podcast. It's so wonderful to have you join us today as we talk about miracles. Yes, miracles. This is going to be so exciting because I love talking about the amazing things that are happening in our life and in the lives of people that we know. So my name's Sean and that other person with the girl's voice is Kylie and we've been married for nearly 30 years and that's a miracle. Mm, yeah, think, thinking about some of the times that we have gone through, yeah, it probably uh, is a so miracle. So we're going to start straight away with the miserable side of marriage <laughs> and then we're going to say, oh, but thank God for miracles. No, I just feel like that, yeah, it is a, it is a miracle because I think at times I've prayed for us to be able to somehow make it through the difficulties that we've often found ourselves in the midst of. And here we are. So we have time and time again come out the other side, which, as you said, is a miracle. Okay, so if this is the first time you've listened to our podcast, it is a real conversations about mystical things. The mystical subject today is miracles. And the definition, as soon as you type it into Google, it comes up with the Wikipedia reference, the definition of miracle is a miracle is an event that is inexplicable by natural or scientific laws and accordingly gets attributed to some supernatural or preternatural cause. I love that. I've also got in my definition an extraordinary and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore attributed to a divine agency. An extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs, an extremely outstanding or unusual event, thing or accomplishment. Or an extraordinary event taken as a sign of the supernatural power of God, an extremely outstanding or unusual thing, event or accomplishment. A divinely natural phenomenon experienced humanly as the fulfillment of spiritual law. There's a whole list of definitions of the word miracle and we wanted to talk about miracles because we are actually going to be attending conferences soon, aren't we, Kylie, in uh, November-ish of 2023, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, in Australia. And we're really interested and desiring of what we have called in church circles miracles to break out, to be happening in these events. So we want to talk about them. We want to explore what that looks like, what it could look like, what is a miracle, what are we expecting to have happen, what's happened in the past and that type of discussion. Absolutely. I just feel like our intention in seeing miracles and the expectation or the the um the excitement around people gathering together in places and seeing supernatural phenomena seeing incredible things break out seeing things from the unseen realm seeing angels people have experienced mir- miracles of gold dust in the past and some of these other things like gemstones and all that kind of stuff but we're like moving into this transformational space now we're re- we're really wanting to see the kind of miracles we've never seen before, like miracles of technology and manifestation, miracles of wholeness 
in our bodies, miracles of dominion where there isn't anything that is corrupted or dysfunctional that can possibly come into the space where the fullness of the sons of God are. So you spoke about Kirby Delanarol there before. He is in Sri Lanka and he has a church called Wow Church, W-O-W, for anybody that's listening that's not aware of who he is. Just type in Wow Church and you should be able to see a whole list of activities and, and there's a lot going on out of that church, isn't there? And there's a, lot, uh, there's a lot online that you should be able to find to do with Kirby and Fiona Delanarol. And a part of the discussion for today will be talking about what happened to us last Sunday as we watched one of his conferences. We watched a conference online that had been filmed about two months prior, didn't we? Mm, yeah, if even that, I think it was only a month ago. And they were seeing what they referred to as technology miracles. So they were seeing like... So just picture a church environment. Yeah, It's in a hall. Mm-hmm. There's a man up the front. His name's Kirby. And he is actually building an atmosphere, speaking of an atmosphere of miracles that are going to happen during a a service during a time together it's like it's it's building to a crescendo a point where everybody is able to believe that anything could happen within that meeting and yeah he's talking about those technological miracles such as he's saying things like hold up your phone everybody get your phone out of your pocket hold up your phone and let's believe that the, that the batteries can actually be charged without being plugged in and throughout that meeting People are calling out, yes, my phone's gone up this much. And they're calling out, and he's also talking about credit rating miracles where people's credit ratings in the US have increased as they're sitting in those services. So he's having those battery miracles, those credit rating miracles, and he's speaking of people receiving finances into their accounts whilst they're sitting there in that meeting. And it's continually happening. People are continually calling out, I've got... $1,200 just went into my account. Somebody just rented our house that's been vacant for three months. All sorts of different things are happening in that one event. So that really inspired us and encouraged us to believe for our own financial miracles as well on that day just by watching that conference all of this time later in our own house in Australia completely separate from the U.S., Absolutely. And we saw within that time frame of which we were consuming on like binge watching the conference online, um, our own financial miracles in that space, which happened in, in that period of time as well. Um, it's interesting because Kirby talks about that these being like almost like an experiment where many observers cause these digital fields and electrical conduction to follow conscious direction so he speaks about having conducted these kind of experiments in many countries with all kinds of crowds so from 50 people in a crowd up to 50,000 people and he describes it almost like the science of prayer it's like nurturing the environment of miracles where people begin to come with their belief they come with that raised ability to think wow okay This is the kind of stuff that we haven't been engaging with before. And it's difficult sometimes because you can almost come up against people's theology in this space where they may be saying, yeah, but hold on a sec. Like there's no evidence in the Bible of 
people's phones being charged. Like, how can this be from God? How can this be a miracle? But I think the miracle is learning to engage in those spaces where we realize that we are an energetic force for change within our own selves because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the house of the Lord. We are functioning in this space where we collectively can see the manifestation of some quite incredible things if we don't have a ceiling um, that says, oh no, you can't do that. So all those definitions of miracles that we were talking about before, you know, those things that can't be explained, that can't be, it's not like a human has had any involvement, but it somehow happened. Yesterday, where we live, it was 40 degrees Celsius in temperature, and today it's 20. Oh, it's a miracle. It's actually amazing. <laughs> and we haven't had rain for months, and today it's just started to rain. Yeah, come on. There's been, has there been human activity involved in that we've certainly been putting an intention out to believe for rain today so is it a miracle then or not Mm. well quite possibly and is our life not just meant to be miraculous all the time is it not just a miracle every day exactly every event is this not just where the supernatural is just constantly being revealed in the natural yeah the manifestation of things that we have seen in the spirit realm just appearing before us. Yeah, definitely. And I think once again, it comes back to language in a lot of ways. Like how are we framing up our new reality if we're continuing to hold on to some of these old paradigms about our belief system around what is possible and what's not possible? Oh, come on, Kylie, that's not a miracle. The weather just changed. And I've never heard of Paul charging his iPhone just out of nothing. They didn't even have iPhones in the Bible, Kylie. (laughs) Or credit ratings. (laughs) Thou shalt not get into debt and need a credit rating anyway. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I feel like... Our whole life has been a series of miracles and I don't just mean those ones that just sort of happen, you know, like where you wake up and you go, oh, it's a miracle I woke up or, you know, it's a miracle I made it to work on time. I don't mean it like that in our life at all. What I mean is that we have walked a very lengthy existence of believing that God will cater for all of our needs. Have we not? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I feel like as we have done life, miracles have just manifested because we've chosen this way where we don't know how it's all going to pan out, that often we find ourselves knowing and having peace about a certain direction but not having enough details to be able to... Have we chosen this way or have we chosen to follow his voice? We've chosen it. We've chosen both. We've chosen both. So we've yeah. chosen to follow where it is that we believe he's steering us. Mm. And we've chosen to stick to that path. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. I feel like we're in that verse. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, even in the way, like, I feel like you know, it's returning to the way, like his way. He is the way, like the way is him and 
and he is within us and we're on the way. <laughs> so the miracle that we spoke of before when we were watching that conference online was there was two separate amounts that came into our bank account. One as we were watching it and then our dog was whinging and carrying on and we took him for a walk to calm him down and we came back and another amount of money had also come into our bank account in that time and both of those amounts were unexpected, were not regular amounts that would come in in any other way and much appreciated and much needed. I was only thinking about today we went to the shop and we're walking around and we're buying our groceries with with a certain amount of money available to us to spend on our groceries. And I just, I know that buying those groceries came about because somebody put money in our bank account. Yeah, it's a miracle. And it just makes me think of every single time that we've been able to go anywhere to visit people in the car where we've got to put fuel in the car, we've got to buy food or pay for accommodation or... For so long, we've not been able to do any of those things except because people have put money in our bank account. And why do we choose this way? Like, why do we choose this walk? Because we've walked a lot of different walks and this happens to be the one that we are choosing right now because we know on the other side of this is going to be an authority to be able to see the things that have taken us a long time to walk out just instantly become other people's reality because we've chosen to walk through knowing that we are on the way, in the way, he is the way and that on the other side of the way... (laughs) is this amazing reality, which is life and life in abundance. So we function in this space, in this physical reality where we produce this podcast and there are other digital works that we are involved in as well, but we don't have a regular, probably what is considered to be a regular income or or regular jobs. And, And so we are very much reliant on manna from heaven <laughs> and it just makes me think of you know the Israelites leaving Egypt walking through the desert towards their promised land and God feeding them the whole time that there's a constant supply of food coming out of heaven and all of those people that are walking through the desert are walking just believing they're headed in the right direction and that God will supply all of their needs. And it can be very tiring. <laughs> it truly is an experience of seeing whether the things that we believe are true are true. Yeah, that's right. And it's even coming into that place where we're, okay, well, is there really food that you know not of? Is there, are we living in this place of miraculous wonder where which journey, like which road are we going on where he's wanting to expand us in a way that we can come into the fullness of life and life in abundance does that look like his body being enough for us yeah i recently had a time where i was processing with god about events uh, that we were unable to go to financially things that we really believed that would have been good for us to be at you know christian type gatherings you would think that that if it's 
a gathering that God would allow to have happen if there was one time that you know money would drop out of the sky into our hand that it would be to attend a Christian gathering and there's been many times where that has not happened for us for things that we've believed are going to happen for you know you've prayed every prayer you've sung every song you've believed you've everything possible that you've ever known or heard of doing you've done and you still don't get to go and God told me that he is governing the speed at which I travel. And I feel like even in that, that is a miracle because we've needed for our circumstances to come into line with what he's building into our life because we have gone, we want our minds to be renewed. We're building a sure foundation where what is coming after is going to stand the test of time. It's going to be, we're building something for the generations. We're building something with longevity. Like we're building something that is actually walks alongside life and immortality. It's something of substance. It's something of beauty. It's something of wonder and awe. It's not just a little fibro shack that's whacked up. It's not just like, it's not just a glamping tent just to get us through the next year, but he's doing a wondrous work that is building something that's going to stand. When when you walk out times of having your faith stretched, believing for something to happen, you know, as per the definition of miracles that we gave in the beginning. I feel like we're looking at redeeming time. We're looking at bringing wholeness. We're looking at bringing fullness. We're looking at our cups running over. We're looking at our collective consciousness coming together as we gather and manifesting in a state of dominion. We're looking at at this place where we find ourselves that is a beautiful age of life and wonder, like this, an age of freedom and fullness. We're coming into this space that is expansive and, and filled with all of those things that we imagine could be possible. Yeah, all of those things that we imagine could be possible and all of those things that we haven't even imagined that yes. are beyond our comprehension. Exactly. We can't even get our mind around the things that we believe are possible because exactly. we believe that with God all things are possible, as in all things that are known and unknown as well. And we've made that decision to believe that that is true because we also have a choice. We can believe that the word all means some things, that the word all means, yeah, lots of things, but basically just stick to the patterns of life that everybody else is doing, that every that the whole world seems to be able to just do and have things pan out. Or we can keep on choosing every moment of every day to believe that all things are possible and that we can hear his voice, that we can know what it is that he has for us at every moment, as irrational as it sometimes may seem. Yeah, exactly. Well, I feel like... like can Why don't you just get a job, Kylie? Like, come on, this is ridiculous. Why don't you just have a regular income and then you would have no concerns about going to the supermarket to get something and wondering whether you're able to pay for it if you just did what everybody else did, well, it's then we wouldn't be in this position. And it's really interesting because we've spent 
the last 30 years of our life, working multiple jobs, owning businesses, running businesses. And we have often in those situations found ourselves on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis, working anywhere between 50 and 70 hours a week and needing financial miracles time and time again for to sustain our business. That voice that I challenged you with, the come on Kylie, why don't you get a job voice, is that voice that I speak sometimes out loud, which comes out of my mouth, which is out of that frustration of this is ridiculous. Like but like you're like you're just mentioning now, there's been a lot of times where we've had the the wage job, we've had the small business, we've had the income flowing in and we're still only just making it through and it's like it's not our desire to just go well we're not doing that anymore it's actually we're choosing to do what it is that he has for us believing that all things are possible and in a lot of ways financially it's just the same we're going from day to day week to week and it's just the same as when we were flat out running around trying to do whatever it was that the world packaged up for us to do without even putting any thought into it. Except now we're not sitting under a ceiling of debt. We have no debt, Kylie. Yeah, and that and that debt was an enormous pressure on us and our relationship as it is for many, many hundreds of thousands of people across the world. It is just an enormous pressure. And, you know, like I think that there's, even though there may not be, be a lot of difference in some of those situations um, when it comes to the income flow into our household, whether we're working a lot and it's just not enough to meet our obligations. But it's not that we're not working either, is it? No, we work more hours now than I think we have for a really long time. No less than a lot of the really intensive jobs we've worked over the years. It's just that we're, we're so our doing desire is differently now. Not to not work. Like our, no. our whole, the, the big picture in our life is not to somehow just exist without doing any work at all and just have finances drop out of the sky and have lots of good stories to talk about. No. No, because I think there's some people that look into your life from the outside that think that that's what you've got going on. When you say, I don't have a regular job, I don't have a regular income, It's like, well, either why don't you go and get a job and make it happen or it's totally ridiculous that you think that you can just do nothing and have money drop out of the sky. But it's not either of those for us. No, it's not. Yeah. Wildfire Tribe is definitely about building a a creative arts and media hub and we're constantly working on that we're building we're creating film and we're creating podcasts and we're writing music and we do a lot of things with other people we do mentoring and lots of things online and all of those kind of things paint draw digital artwork yeah that's involved in the ai sector as well yeah doing websites and all those kind of things we're involved in doing a lot of creative projects in john 6 jesus fed the five thousand. Now, that was a miracle. And then he walked on water across the Sea of Galilee to escape the crowd. They followed him on foot around the other lake and asked for more free food. (laughs) 
They told him that they needed a miraculous sign like the manna, like the bread from heaven that Moses gave their forefathers. Perhaps they weren't satisfied with the way that he did the miracle the night before. They wanted a show and a meal. Show and a meal. <laughs> That's what's happening in the town where we are now. There's a there's the Jacaranda Festival. There's a show on and there's rides, etc. set up and there's food stalls. So imagine if... If they had this big event in the town we're in now for, say, 10,000 people and there was one hot dog man there just with a packet of buns and that's all that he showed up with, but he was able to feed all of them. I'm Mm. sure if that was to be the case, I can understand why it is the next day everybody in town's chasing him going, come on, give me more, I saw what you did last night. Yeah, exactly. And especially if he wasn't charging. Like, I feel like Jesus called them out on it. And then he offered them another kind of meal. And I feel like this is another layer to the miraculous that Jesus is doing something here in revealing to us. He's saying, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. The bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. My flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. The one who feeds on me will live because of me and the one who eats this bread will live forever. I have food that you know not of. That's it. He said that to Fatini at the well. Mm, He did, yeah. And then she left her jug that she went to get water in Mm. and ran off telling everybody, I've just met a man who knows everything about me and he is not at the well for water or food, and I completely forgot that I was even getting water because he just told me that I can exist without that. Exactly. In John, he's saying, this created all kinds of confusion. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They asked Jesus didn't make it easier on them because he then said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. This is grotesque to their refined hearing and probably illegal. It violated their every sensibility, yet this is exactly what Jesus was asking them So the to Son do. of God is standing there right in front of you telling you what it is that you are able to do. And not only do we not recognize that the Son of God is standing there right in front of us, or we suspect that it may be true that this man has some ability to do magic powers, but we don't want to believe what it is that he's saying. He's giving us signs of miracles happening right Mm. in front of us, yet we're still saying that he's not enough. Mm. He's given us finances flowing into our household, allowing us to do the things that we love to do, yet we're still challenging him as to whether he's enough. Yeah, exactly. Well, I feel like that I was challenged on this space and this was one, and I spoke about this on our happy hour, which is like a live program that we run on Facebook and YouTube. So speaking of which, if you, if this is the first time that you've listened to our podcast, thank you so much for finding us. Wildfire Tribe is our name and we do do lots of other activities online. So Type in Wildfire Tribe on Facebook or TikTok, Instagram, 
any of those things and also on YouTube and you'll be able to see what it is that we do. So when Kylie talks about us doing lives, they're on Facebook and YouTube at the same time. So you should be able to find us there. Apart from that, our website, wildfiretribe.life. That's the place to find all of the activities that we're involved in. Yeah, absolutely. And I was talking this week, we've really been vibing the miracles this week and I feel like leading up into this um, gathering that we're a part of on in two weeks' time is just really um, cultivating that beautiful ground just to see an explosion of the miraculous, just to see so many people that have just been stepping into the challenging places where they feel like God's been leading them in this time of transition of like moving and and allowing him to walk with us through the renewing of our mind and the whole uh, transformation of our vocabularies and uh, this coming into this newness of life, this um, this age of life, this place where we understand that we're living on the other side of these, what's that verse where it, it, it finishes with life and life in abundance? John 10.10, 10, Kylie. The thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I've come so that you may have life and life in abundance. Exactly. And I feel like this point in time, it does seem like sometimes that we can just be living in the first part of that verse. You know, the thief has come to steal, kill and destroy. And sometimes it feels like that that is what we're surrounded by. But... The truth is that he came that we might have life and have it in abundance. And for us to come into the fullness of what that means, we're wanting to transition our whole spirit man, our whole soul and our whole body into the manifestation of the miraculous where we're starting to see all of those three come into a place of wholeness and wonder and frequency in life that just sees everything that is not intended to be a part of life and life in abundance fall away. So we can choose to focus on the first part of the verse if things are difficult and oh my goodness, here we go again, we've got some difficulty, that's just what I expected, that's just how things always happen. Or... Can we actually choose to live in the second part of the verse? Do we get to choose or do things just sort of happen as they happen? Do we have an ability to govern our thoughts? Do we have an ability to govern outcomes in our life? Do we have a choice to make with regards to trusting in the Lord with all of your heart or not? I think absolutely. Is it just I think laid out for us? A miserable existence is just laid out for some. Well, I just think that you can choose how involved in everything you want to be. Like you can choose where, and and that comes from that understanding of who you are as well. Like if you don't understand who you are, that you're a son of God, that you're a daughter of God, that you are created in the image of your father, that there is this inheritance in that place of being able to operate in all of those things that Jesus operated in and greater things than these, which means all of the recorded miracles that we know Jesus did 
performed, like all of those things that um, were facilitated through him and greater things than these, which frames up all of those things like the technology miracles that we were talking about, all of those things that were yet to come in this future place that Jesus knew were coming and they were going to be birthed through us, this generation right now, that we're going to be seeing things that is far greater than anything we could even possibly have ever imagined or hoped for in the past. It's a challenging conversation for me too. It's not it's not as if we have it all worked out in the with regards to miracles that we know how to perform them all of the time or that our life is just a one one day after another of outrageous miracles necessarily. I mean it is, but there's also many things that I believe are possible that are not happening or I don't think are happening in my reality. For instance, when we talk about our phones being charged without them being plugged in, there's been times where we've wanted to drive somewhere where we haven't had the money to buy the fuel to put in the vehicle that we have to get somewhere. And our thinking, our our spirit thinking tells us that we should be able to drive our cars without putting fuel in them. But I haven't done that. I have not stepped out personally and just believed that having a having no fuel in a car is going to be able to drive me 500 kilometres personally. I have not done that. Mm, well, I've definitely driven on empty long time. I know that you have. I've and, seen a lot and of I fuel know miracles. <laughs> that other people have as well. I know many people have spoken of realizing that they've got a long way to go and they haven't got the money and the fuel to get somewhere but just go anyway Mm. and make it it's not my experience though and so I'm challenged in that thinking with myself as to whether it has something to do with me believing that it's possible or not or whether it's it's that God doesn't have that trip planned for my life or not yeah, because and do I, guess I just that, get to do anything that I want to do? Yeah, and you know, you don't. He he's not forcing you to go into spaces that make you uncomfortable. I don't believe that, Kylie. Obviously, every day we're in uncomfortable situations. Yeah, but, so but, maybe you need to rephrase that because but, I feel like a lot of the time things are uncomfortable, and I feel like. God has actually led me into those places. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but he's not saying you have to go into every uncomfortable situation. Like you're no, quite it's uncomfortable that, it's driving vehicles with no petrol. Oh, totally. Yeah. But I, I don't have I don't have an issue with that. And I know our son doesn't have an issue with that because he just drove like an enormous big trip with with no <laughs> petrol in the car. And so I was like, come on, Joshua, you're you're out of the same stock of your as your mama. You just knew you were gonna get make it, didn't you? And he was just yeah, he just knew he was gonna make it anyway. And did. maybe that's what it is, Kylie, that if you if there's a knowing that you're going to make it, then that knowing is God. Mm. If there's not a knowing, then maybe it's not for you to do. Mm. And maybe that's God too because, you know, like sometimes. Exactly, that might be God's no. Yeah, And and I know that I have been a part of many miracles over the years, especially miracles when we have, we've worked a lot of jobs over the years that have, meant that we've finished our shift at really crazy times like 1am or you know like 10 30 at night or you know done overnight shifts where we finished at like five o'clock in the morning and sometimes we find ourselves walking home at times that you know you wouldn't necessarily want to be just walking the streets and 
you know, for years and years, I would just be guided in those times about, you know, to have my shortcut, you know, I'd cut through this back street here and through this back street there because it would save me five minutes. But there'd just be those days sometimes or those nights where I would just feel that nudge, no, don't don't go the shortcut today. Um, just stick to the highway and just go up, you know, to where all the bright lights are and everything like that. And and I would do that on those days and, and I'd get home and I'd be fine. And, and the miracle was I didn't really know what the miracle was. Like I didn't really know what situation I had avoided because I'd actually followed the nudging and I'd avoided it because I'm walking every moment just knowing that I'm that he is in me he's constantly you know nudging me this way or like we're doing the adventure together and I've got angels with me they're part of that divine agency that is surrounding us in that space when we're engaging and we're you know when you have people that are believing in you and, and you know praying for you and stuff like that that you could these things can be happening to you too without you even knowing that much as well and then there's also crazy things that happen that we don't understand in amongst all of that as well. So we're wanting to come into this space where we're seeing more of the fullness of life and that is more of us understanding the power that we hold to be able to transform the world around us. How about we speak about the time we're in Alice Springs, which is in the centre of Australia, several thousand kilometres from our actual home. You've been bitten by a spider which means that we have to stay in the town that we are going to try to leave, but you need medical attention every day for three months. I don't have a job because I quit my job because we were about to leave town anyway, and we don't have a home because we've moved out of it believing that we're leaving the town anyway. Now we have nowhere to live, no job. You've been bitten by a spider. We can't go anywhere. But on the other end of that, you know, the stealing and killing and destroying our belief that all things are possible, on the other end of that, when we made a decision that we were still going to leave that place, that within a week we had a vehicle and we had money in our account from people that had put it in there and we were leaving that town with more money than was required for our trip home plus some. Yeah, and those three months that we had to stay there, we were housed. We had like we had like four different We never house went without and... any food. We never missed a meal. Our kids still went to school. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> we had if that's not a miracle, we just have those kinds of things happening in our life all of the time. How many times have we been well, I don't know how many times we've been given a car twice that I can think of and it's actually the same make of car spaced apart about five years <laughs> strangely enough by different people when we've needed a car yeah it's been amazing like that's been a miracle and like what about the miracle of the rickshaw driver when you were in India so we're driving along we have a driver in Agra his name is Sabia. And I've met him three times now. I've been to India three times. And he's been our driver each time just out of the accommodation that we that we stay with when we go there. 
There was a morning where he picked us up where he told me that he had a fever and headache and I prayed for him for that to be gone. Uh, he dropped us off at the Taj Mahal, I think, and we went and saw that and he came and picked us up again. And on the way home, I was asking him if he had a headache or his fever and it was gone. Yeah, it was amazing. And he was like stoked about it. He was very, very happy and said that that was because of my God that I pray to. I started thinking about the saint, the ancient saint. So I was thinking, well, who's the patron saint of miracles? There'd have to be a patron saint of miracles. I found that Saint Anthony, and this is a little bit of his story. So I'll just read this because this is pretty cool. And it also is something to wonder about something that even transcends and goes beyond the life of the person. Anthony died in 1231. So it's interesting that I would start this story with his death. But his funeral took place on the Tuesday that followed him dying. So there were thousands and thousands of people that followed his coffin. They were all crying because they saw him as... uh, this father figure, just more than a priest, that he was actually this person that was really real to them. So he had generated faith in these people. So on the day of the funeral, there was this woman and she, uh, who came to the funeral whose name was, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce this, but Kaniza, and she had been ill for like a year. She had this giant tumour that had formed on her shoulder And she was only able to walk by hobbling along with the aid of crutches. So she came to the tomb where Anthony was being buried and she threw herself on to the tomb in prayer. And a short while later, she realized that the swelling had gone down, like her tumor had disappeared. She, her skin was left smooth and clear and she threw aside her crutches and she stood upright and she had tears of joy that were running down her face. She went home to give thanks for God, for her and for her dear friend St. Anthony. So the crazy part about it, this too is that when that happened, that was like the first miracle that happened there at St. Anthony's tomb. But then news of this miracle spread rapidly. And then people who were sick in their soul and in their body started to come to the tomb in great numbers and see miracles. Now, beyond his education and preaching skills, St. Anthony is known as one of the great miracle workers, healing the sick, raising the dead, which just seems to go in the same sentence, healing the sick and raising the dead. Yep, that's normal. But one of his most famous miracles involves a group of fish. This has happened to me, but with about a week in between. So it's not it wasn't an instant happening for me. So it happened to him whereby he was trying to talk to some townspeople who were refusing to listen to him and even mocked him. He turned to the ocean and he started preaching. Soon enough a large school of fish rose up out of the water and appeared to listen intently, only leaving after St. Anthony finished his sermon. Even after his death, miracles continued to be attributed to this rather humble Franciscan priest. So that happened to me with the fish. Remember, uh, I was down by the river talking to God one night and he made me say out of my mouth in that he that it wasn't something that I planned to say that that the river that I was sitting at, that there would be more fish in the river than anybody had ever seen ever before and that they wouldn't be able to explain how it happened and it didn't happen that night. 
a week later when I walked down to the river with you, Kylie, and one of our sons, what happened? The river came alive with more fish than I've ever seen in a river ever. All across the top of the water, there was just fish everywhere. There was like thousands of them and they were going... But there was a week in between. Yeah, it was wild. And I think the week in between was so that our son could witness it because it was pretty cool. But I find the part interesting too that when people hear the testimony of somebody else's miracle, that it builds this belief or this faith that perhaps it could happen for them. Yeah. And then they can step into the fruit of that other person's miracle. Yeah, that atmosphere of miracles that's happening. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so this this was the other part then that I started to come to was, the, you know, we're, how we're moving out of this age, I guess, of like seeing miracles in the forms that we did before, you know, doing that kind of like forceful ministry in some ways and progressing into this place of like, well, how is God leading us in these spaces now? Like, what does it look like to see the manifestation of the miraculous? You know, if all of those things that Jesus did, like, and and we're talking about the things of elementary faith, which he talks about, which like seeing the miraculous and pe- raising people from the dead and everything, that's just the beginning in Jesus' ministry. Like that's just the things that should be our everyday life as we're walking this out and we're coming into the greater things than these, the things that we haven't even experienced yet. And I really felt like there was something, you know, I was talking to God about this and just going, okay, well, where does this next level come out of and I felt like for me it comes out of intimacy like it come that's that's this walk this unusual walk that he's taken us on has been to create space in our lives to cultivate the intimacy it's like that he doesn't just want to be like an afterthought or a, a place where we go to when we're so desperate we can't figure things out anymore and we can't make them work on our own that then we need some kind of a, a last minute miracle there's actually this journey of walking this intimate beautiful relationship this journey of no separation this place uh, that was bought by the shedding of Jesus blood that we're so in oneness with him and with one another now that there is no line there's no lack because we're in fullness now we're in this place of our lives being the very essence of abundance and goodness and overflow and wine poured out, the miraculous wine miracle, that that first miracle that Jesus did, that kind of that miracle that didn't make any sense because it was just like, but we, you know, we'd already drunk all of the wine and they saved the best wine for last, like this, this miracle of overflow This miracle of, wow, like as if we're not already drunk enough and now we find ourselves in the midst of the overflow of Jesus. The overflow, the overcomer, the obstacles that we used to think were too big to go over that we might have to drive around. (laughs) But the believing that all things are possible, that any obstacle 
in our path that he has an answer for turns us into overcomers, turns us into people who overcome the issue of having to do things that we don't actually want to do, that we're not happy to do with our lives, that we just feel like we're forced to do because, as we spoke about before, possibly being in debt, having to perform jobs, working two, three, four jobs to pay for an existence that we've already borrowed money for. When, if God is whispering to you as he has to us, to walk this existence a different way and that he will provide for us believing that that is possible believing and witnessing that that actually happens in our life has made us overcomers of problems that we didn't think that we could walk over or around yeah like I feel like it's like Jesus prepared a place for us like we know that we cannot be apart from him like we're able we have to be able to go and we will always know his voice there's a very challenging aspect Kylie I believe when it comes to believing that God is the God of all things possible because when things don't happen that you believe should be happening there is a challenge for you in your thinking and in your heart as to why would God not bring about some things that you believe for as well and there's a choice there to be made to just trust that that is the path that he has for you and I feel like too like you were saying that before like how he's governing the speed at which we walk Um, because when things are really slowed down we're brought into that place of face to face So we're like face to face with him in this place of deep intimacy where everything is so slowed down that we have to sit face to face and we have to come into that place where we really are developing and nurturing this relationship where we know who we are because we know who he is. And it's like the opposite side of that is power and it's like we we also have access to power as being sons but does our power just come out of that place of demanding it or does our power come out of the intimacy that is forged in those unseen places where we've allowed our life to be so slowed down in a way that you know it's not that it's not full it's just that it feels limited because he's bringing us into an intimate, close space and he's saying, am I not enough? Can you still retain (laughs) your joy? Can you find joy? Can you (laughs) dig down deep and pull out a bucket of joy and throw it around the place, throw it around your house when you're not getting your own way, when you're not getting, maybe not even your own way, but you're not getting what you believe that God has told you that you're going to receive I've had that. I've had that many times where I believe that God has said, I am going to provide this specific thing for you Mm. and it hasn't happened. I've had that many times Yeah, and I have a decision to make. Yeah, What am I going to do? Am I going to change the way that I feel that God loves me? Am I going to change my thinking around that Mm. or am I just going to continue to get back up and say, whatever, for whatever reason, this has not come about does not change what I feel about you, God. 
the fact that I love you, the fact that I believe that you love me, the fact that I believe that you have only the best for me, mm. the thing that you told me or that I thought that you told me that you were going to allow me to have didn't come about. My mm. goodness, what does that say about my theology, about all things are possible and that he provides and that you don't have to worry, you don't have to be anxious for anything. All of those questions, all of those all of those Bible verses that you read regularly, that you grow up reading, that you study in Bible college, that you're told that are true, that you hear in church spoken over and over and over again, and that are also weaved in and through every hymn and every worship song that you hear. Those things that you, that you speak that come out of your mouth that you subconsciously are speaking as if they are true. Are they actually true? Are they actually true for you? Can you actually speak to a mountain mm-hmm. and, and tell it to move into the sea? And it does. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't move into the sea then what does that say about that verse in the Bible? Have you spent time in that? Have you tried to process that? Have you gone somewhere close to an ocean where there's a mountain and told it to move into the sea and it has or it hasn't? Are we walking out this experience that he has laid out for us on earth, reading a book, hearing, singing the words and not applying these ideas Or are we prepared to walk it out in full union with him at all times, believing the most important thing, the love connection, and being okay with whatever else comes out of what happens? Exactly. You know, and in that place, because I've seen mountains move, but only out of that place of intimacy where I've realised the mountain he's calling me to move is in the spirit. Like it's... It's a mountain of authority that is being repositioned into a different place. And it's like that journey of, okay, I know I have the power to move the mountain, but I didn't understand the power because I needed to first be in the depths of the intimacy because it's like, do I want the miracle more than I want the presence? So in that event where you're talking about the outcome of the mountain moving into the ocean is a spiritual picture. It's not a, a an actual physical picture that you're speaking of. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So therefore, what it says in the Bible about being able to speak to the mountain and move, you have seen happen in the spirit. Yeah. But you haven't seen that happen in the natural. No. Does the Bible mean in the natural or in the spiritual? Is there a a black and a white, a right and a wrong way to look at these things. Are they literal or not? It's up to us to walk it out and figure it out. And I think that's the part for me that I w- he revealed to me in the place of intimacy because as I walked with the Father in the heavenly realms, as I walk with Jesus in the heavenly realms, as I walk with wisdom and we go on these deep, this deep journey of exploration in the unseen spaces that then this is our reality that is is forming up on the earth and the more of us that can come into the place of intimacy the more of the raised consciousness and the more of collective heart that heart coherence on the earth that 
the more we will see the fullness of life being expressed in our everyday lives and we'll be coming into the fullness of the miracles and seeing the power that comes out of that positioning. The more that we speak about miracles, the more that we see miracles, the more that we experience, the more that we experience, the more that we see. You know, is it just like that? Is it just raising that awareness, that consciousness of the more that we believe as a people group, a, a body of humans, a body of church, the ecclesia, if we stand together as one and speak those things that we believe to be possible as being possible, is it more likely for these things to be happening in our everyday existence? And if so, why are we not doing this? Exactly. Well, in um, Colossians 1.15, it talks about the supremacy of the Son of God. And the Son, it says, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities – all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. He's the head of the body and the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God has was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things on heaven by making peace with his blood shed on the cross. <laughs> it's just like the image of the sun, you know, and and the the image of the firstborn son. This is like for for us to step into that place of that intimacy with the father and then understanding what that blueprint looks like for our lives as we walk out our lives on the earth. I think it's like once we start seeing miracles <laughs> we see them all oh. the time if we can just rewind back a little <laughs> bit to what we were talking about before with finances coming into our lives etc as i was thinking about it earlier today at the shopping center every single thing that we have been able to buy food wise fuel wise in every way for our family in the last few years has only come about via miracles. Mm. Every single thing that we've been able to attend, every time we've been able to drive a few hundred kilometres to visit people or to go to a wedding or a funeral has been provided from a place of where did that come from? Yeah. Wow, we're going. So every single time when that becomes your reality, it's like the word miracle is just a common word now. It's an everyday occurrence of the things that we are able to do have happened because of miracles. Mm. So every day is a miracle. Every event is a miracle. And the next layer of that, knowing that miracles are just how we live, is that building that intimacy with him into that place where we become the signs and the wonders. We are the sign. We are the wonder. We are the fullness. We are life. We are those lights. 
we're coming into this place where we have authority over the airwaves, that we are able to inject the energy into the airwaves that we're surrounded by to see our technology charged, to see us come into the fullness of some of these things that we're going to be experiencing as we move forward into these realms of possibility, into this age of life where there isn't anything other than life and life in abundance. So as you're listening to this podcast and there is a seed of miraculous being planted in your existence, in your space, in your realm, in your life, in every way all around you, accept that seed of the miraculous in your good soil. Let it grow. Let it be healthy. Let it be strong. Let your life be led out of a place of believing that all things are possible, that you are good soil, that this is not something that is just for a moment, but this is your every day, every moment moment. This is your this is your life of the miraculous. The Holy Spirit is given to us to quicken our mortal body. Whoa. <laughs> we have everything we need. In this place of intimacy, we have everything that we need. We're just tapping into the fullness. We're understanding what already is. We're understanding through this process of the renewing of our mind, coming up into those higher realms of authority where we can see those mountains moved, where we see all of these things becoming our reality, poured out of heaven, the river of life through us. Because there is no separation between heaven and earth. We're in heaven and earth at the same time. Absolutely. We don't have to go to heaven to have a look around anymore. We don't have to go there to ask that something would happen down on earth. We're in both locations at the same time. And the fullness that is there is the reality of our fullness here. This is heaven. Come on. And this is earth. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. We are bringing life. Yes, we are bringing life. So what it is that you're desiring, the reason why you're listening to this podcast right now and hearing us talking about miracles is because you're also believing that there is a miracle that is going to happen in your life. So let this conversation about miracles be a miracle for you. Let this be your miracle. Mm. Contact us and tell us what it is that's happened from you listening to this podcast because we believe that speaking about miracles and about you hearing about us speaking about miracles is bringing about a miracle in your life. Get in touch with us, wildfiretribe.life. Tell us what has changed in your life since you listened to this podcast, something that has happened that is unexplainable in any other way and let it be your testimony of a miracle happening and share it with other people so that they can stand on that testimony and believe for miracles in their life too. Yeah, absolutely. I used to pray for things to be cast out and for and for the infilling of the spirit and for uh, people to be set free and all of those kind of things. And then I remember praying for this this lady one day and um, this is about 10 years ago and when I went toward her to pray for her I felt like the Holy Spirit just whispered to me just stand behind her and just breathe 
just breathe my breath over her. And so I was thinking, oh, this is a bit odd. <laughs> it's a bit weird. This lady's going to, you know, all, she's going to be thinking, oh, why did I get this weird person like breathing on me? Why didn't I get someone with wonderful words of miraculous healing and wonder? Anyway, I started just breathing on her. I was just breathing on the back of her neck. And I remember just thinking, okay, I wonder if anything's happening. And then all of a sudden, she just went down. She was just lying on the ground in this real peaceful state. And anyway, she, everyone finished getting prayed for and she was just still lying there and she lay there for ages and ages. And I spoke to her later on and she was just like, wow, like I just had the sorest back. I've had this really bad back for a really, really long time. And in that session, my back was just completely healed. And I remember just thinking, wow, like that's, that's so wild that just breath can do that. Like just breathing on the back of someone's neck, which is actually pretty weird, <laughs> can actually culminate in that person receiving complete healing for their back. So I just want to encourage you in whatever it is that you're desiring healing for to see what is what is your walk in that? What is it that's going to bring that about for you? Just coming into what already is because the truth is that Jesus came to bring us life and life in abundance and anything else is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is death. But he came that we might have life, that we stand under the tree of life that life and life in abundance is our inheritance and that we're coming into this beautiful plan for him, life and immortality. Be encouraged that you have come into this beautiful space of life and life in abundance and we're just declaring that over you this week, life and life in abundance. And us too, Kylie. Yeah, and us too, all of us, for all of us, for all of humanity and all of creation to see us restored to the fullness of what was intended in the beginning. And just before we do go, I just wanted to mention that conference again. If you're listening to this podcast and it is before November 2023, there is a conference on with Justin Abraham and Nancy Cohen in Australia there is actually two conferences. If you're unable to attend because you listen from one of the 28 countries that are listening, but you want to see it online, you can also do that, can't you, Kylie? Yeah. You can actually watch the conference online. If you just go to the website, hwob.au, that stands for Hub Without Borders, hwob.au, or contact us, we'll be able to help you find the details for that. And you can watch... What happens when miracles break out in Australia? Because that's what we're talking about. Yeah, this is going to be a truly miraculous gathering of beautiful hearts. We would love to see you online and we would love to see you in person too if you are able to attend with us in Mildura, which will be amazing. Thank you for listening. We love you and we wish you all the best until next time. Yeah, see you guys. Bye. Bye.